Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about what makes a woman a woman. And I'm not talking about womanhood on some deep philosophical level, like when does a girl become a woman or anything like that. I mean literally, what is a woman? In the past, that would have been an easy question to answer. People probably would have said something along the lines of, oh, someone with XX chromosomes or someone whose genitalia are and any. But now, what should be a simple question has actually become a political one. And for some people, the term woman has become so vague, so meaningless, that the answer to what makes a woman a woman is literally just identifying as a woman. So this topic of womanhood is what we're going to attempt to unravel today, but first I have a quick message from our sponsor, Ashford University. Getting a master's degree can open up a whole new world of opportunities. Better jobs, more advancement, a master's degree can help you be a whole new you. And now's the best time to make it happen with Ashford University. Ashford University's online master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. You guys probably know my fiance, Liam. Well, right now he's starting to look at different master's programs. But between trying to plan for jobs and kids and just where we're gonna live, school can be hard to add to on top of all of that. Knowing that there are flexible online programs out there just makes everything so much easier. Ashford University's six-week-long courses allow you to take one course at a time, and being enrolled in one class at Ashford means you are considered a full-time student. New opportunities are right around the corner, and now's the time to start earning your master's degree. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash lauren. That's ashford.edu slash lauren to start your master's degree today. Again, that's ashford.edu slash lauren. So as I alluded to before, historically, and by historically, I mean up until like five years ago, the concept of womanhood was closely tied to being biologically female. To be a woman was to be female. There was no distinction between the two. And case in point, among many cultures, a girl entering into womanhood has been at least in part marked by differing levels of formality by her having her first period. So reaching biological female sexual maturity was seen as also representing coming into the social roles that women have. But now, because there's a growing movement that wants to tell us that gender and heck, even sex are not biological, in a really strange way, periods have become almost a battleground topic for gender ideologues. And it's at this point that I'd just like to mention that I feel the same way about periods that I do about pretty much any other bodily function like going to the bathroom or having a runny nose when you have a cold. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed about and it's perfectly natural, of course, but at the same time, it's not really something to be proud of either or definitely not something to shove into other people's faces, right? Because life pro tip, no one else really wants to hear about your bodily fluids except maybe doctors, but even then, want? is not necessarily the term I would use. In any case, over the past few months, if you're active on social media, you'll notice that the idea that men can have periods has been gaining traction. On International Men's Day, the ACLU tweeted out a now infamous statement saying, quote, There's no one way to be a man. Men who get their periods are men. Men who get pregnant and give birth are men. Trans and non-binary men belong. Hashtag International Men's Day. Additionally, as Global News reported a few months ago, Always, a period care company, removed female symbols from pads to be more inclusive to trans and non-binary users. This change came after one Twitter user, 
literally just one single Twitter user tweeted at the brand, quote, Hi, always. I understand that you guys love girl positivity, but please understand that there are trans men that get periods. And if you could please do something about the female symbol on your pad packaging, I'd be happy. I'd hate to have any trans male feel dysphoric. And after this news was announced, Jennifer Gunter, a Canadian OBGYN, because of course she'd be Canadian, stressed that pads and tampons, quote, are menstrual or period products, not feminine products. And as Global News also reported about the inclusivity of periods, quote, in a 2018 article for Self, trans model Kenny Jones wrote about the experience of still getting a period as a trans man. Jones said menstruating while transitioning was difficult and made him feel like less of a man. Society in general still views menstruation as strictly a thing that cisgender women experience, which is simply not the case. Not everyone who gets a period is a woman, and not every woman gets a period, Jones wrote. The article continued that, quote, Steph DeNormand, a trans patient advocate at Fenway Health, told NBC News that seeing female-coded imagery can exacerbate gender disparities for trans and non-binary people. For folks using these products on a nearly monthly basis, it can be harmful and distressing to see binary or gendered images, coding, language, and symbols, so using less coded products can make a huge difference, DeNorman told the outlet. And as strange as it may seem to some of us to be discussing the idea that men can supposedly get their periods, the truth is it's something that's becoming more and more common. For example, the period care brand Thinks has been for a while now trying to present periods as gender neutral, and they even went as far as to coin the term menstruation in their latest ad campaign. Yeah. I'm gonna get Sorry, uh, do you have a tampon? Uh, yeah. Thanks. Just part of growing up. Come here. If you're like most normal people out there who aren't deeply entrenched in this godforsaken culture war, you're probably confused as to what's happening here and what you've just seen. Which is fair, so allow me to explain. Trans men are biologically female, females who identify as men, right? At this point, I'm pretty sure we've all heard about that. That's old news. But the reason why periods have come into this conversation is the progressive insistence that trans men who are biologically female must be recognized wholly and fully as men. So if trans men get periods because they're biologically female and they are every bit as much men as biological males, then it must follow through deduction that men get periods. And by the way, it must also follow that men can get pregnant, men can have vagine, and can have literally every other marker that defines biological females. So with all these people coming out and saying men have periods, a lot of folks naturally and predictably started coming out and saying, are, 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 you, are you stupid? Like, do you, is this, is this a disability that, that we're seeing here? And would it therefore be wrong for me to make fun of you because of it? Like, like what's happening? And in response to that, I saw a surprising amount of progressives saying, uh, some trans men are biologically female, so of course they have periods. Look at you, hating science, stupid conservatards. Obviously, men get periods. Look, here's the thing. If you are a progressive ally to trans people, or even if you're trans yourself, 
you have to recognize that there's a difference between saying that trans men who are biological females who identify as men get periods and men get periods, right? Like that's, that's just not the same thing. And I get that the progressive concern is to prevent trans men from feeling otherized or different from cisgendered men, but I really don't think that we need to completely destroy any and all connection between biology and gender just to maybe comfort this small group of people. Because really, I've got to say, I don't think it even is offensive to trans men to say that men don't get periods. I mean, I don't think it's offensive to handicap people to say, hey, by the way, humans can walk. Even though something doesn't apply to a specific person, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to make generalities that apply to 99.5% of other people. I feel like if you are a trans man, you should be able to look at period companies and kinda understand why they market to women and not take it personally. When you think about it, this whole conversation is just a huge example of how many in the current progressive movement have pretty much abandoned the live and let live mentality. Because there's a difference between saying, I'm a trans person, let me live my life and identify however I want to identify, and I'm a trans person. Change your language and society to cater to my feelings. And to anyone saying, okay, but why do you care so much about what these annoying people on the internet are saying? Was this really a good enough reason for you to say period as many times as you have on the internet in front of tens of thousands of viewers, if not more? We've got a lot more to cover here, folks, but first I have a quick message from my friends over at FreedomWorks. Socialism is a failed ideology that's failed everywhere it's been tried. But sadly, socialism is growing in popularity with the Democrats. Bernie Sanders and AOC are self-described socialists, and Elizabeth Warren is one too, even though she doesn't want to admit it. But have you ever wondered just how radical these presidential hopefuls and their policies really are? Well, thankfully, my friends over at FreedomWorks have answers to these questions. They've put together a socialist scorecard evaluating where these presidential candidates stand on the issues of the day. If you'd like to check it out, just text Lauren, that's my name, Lauren, to 52886, and you'll receive exclusive access to FreedomWorks Socialist Scorecard. At times, it can seem like socialism is just a buzzword the right likes to throw around, and that's why it's critically important for you to evaluate these candidates for yourself and see whether they actually are socialist. FreedomWorks has spent a lot of time analyzing the policies of people running against Against President Trump, and I've looked it over personally. Trust me, guys, it's really good. If you'd like to view it too, please text Lauren, my name, Lauren, to 52886 to receive exclusive access to FreedomWorks Socialist Scorecard right now. This whole men have periods thing did start among internet activists. Then, as we've seen, it's moved toward brands and charities and NGOs, but it's now actually become a full-blown political issue. Jessica Yaniv, who at this point I'm 100 percent convinced is an insidious mixture of troll and predator, rose to infamy for suing aestheticians for discrimination because they didn't want to wax male genitals. Ultimately, Yaniv lost the suit, or 
complaint or whatever it was. But A, the fact that her suit didn't get thrown out immediately should be concerning enough. And B, Yaniv is back at it again, apparently trying to force people under threat of legal penalties to touch some balls. On Twitter earlier this month, Yaniv posted, So a gynecologist's office that I got referred to literally told me today that we don't serve transgender patients. And me being me, I'm shocked and confused and hurt. Are they allowed to do that legally? Isn't that against the college practices? Gynecologists form a part of the multidisciplinary team who engage with transgender and non-binary patients, either as part of the transition stage performing surgery or managing pre- or post-transition gynecological problems. The CPSBC has confirmed to me that the refusal I've received is discrimination under the BC Human Rights Code and against their code of ethics. So, CPSBC, I'll file a complaint with you today about that clinic Trans people need to be included, not excluded from society. Pre- and post-gender affirming surgery care is super important. So, to be clear, Jessica Yaniv has male genitalia. Gynecologists, as most people know, specialize in the female reproductive system, i.e. not balls. I've looked this up. I actually did my Google history from doing this show is very questionable, and apparently some post-op trans women, i.e. biological males who have had the SNP, may go see a specialized gynecologist who is trained and familiar with post-op trans women if they have anything like a bladder infection or yeast infection, or maybe if they want to get like STI testing or something like that. But the thing is, even with that information, Jessica Yaniv does not have a vulva, surgically constructed or otherwise. And even if Yaniv did have the SNP and wanted to see a gynecologist specifically for one of the services I mentioned, not every gynecologist would be qualified to give that care. Obviously, Yaniv did get ratioed for that thread, but still, the fact that this is even a topic of conversation and that there was even anyone who was liking those tweets is a sign of where our society is going. I'm sorry, but this is why Western countries are going downhill. Like, other countries out there are pursuing national and religious unity, but here we are, having a conversation about why someone with peen doesn't need to go see a gynecologist. But wait, there's more, because the attempt to erase biological distinctions between men and women from our society is manifesting itself in many ways. As the Chicago Tribune reported, quote, earlier this year, an Illinois bill attempted to require school districts statewide to provide free menstrual hygiene products in each bathroom of every school building, which would include boys' restrooms. Various universities across the country have begun dispensing no-cost tampons and sanitary pads in gender-neutral and men's bathrooms. At New York University, University, a 2016 student-led petition for free hygiene products in all university restrooms gained more than 3,000 signatures. What's more, menstruating students who use men's restrooms may not find anyone in the bathroom they are comfortable asking, the petition said. To ensure that all students feel safe using the bathroom consistent with their gender identity, there must be access to free menstrual hygiene products in all university bathrooms. New York University now offers free menstrual products in many restrooms and offices across campus. And at Loyola University Chicago, the group Students for Reproductive Justice has been stocking men's restrooms on campus, as well as gender-neutral bathrooms and those for women, with free products for about two years. If certain schools and groups voluntarily decide that they want to have 
period products in men's rooms, that's their call. I mean, they'd have to be at like San Francisco levels of progressiveness to actually get any use out of those products, but whatever. But what's much more concerning, I think, is how the disregard for the biological differences between men and women have led to not only biological females using men's rooms, but also biological males using women's rooms based off nothing more than the concept of self-identification. I'm, I'm really hoping they vote for it. Uh, it's definitely going to be a, a step forward in progress. Yeah, it passed. It passed. And how does that make you feel? Oh, I'm I'm ecstatic. I feel uncomfortable that um, my privacy is being invaded. As I am a swimmer, I do change multiple times naked in front of the other students in the locker room, and um, I I understand that the board has an obligation to all students, but um, I was hoping that they would go about this in a different way. What makes a woman? In the progressives' eagerness to not offend any trans or non-binary people, it looks like they've settled on an answer that basically gives biological males full access to any and all female spaces, even if that's not what the women who are in those spaces want, because hey, I guess that's what feminism means nowadays. And just to preempt some comments I know I'm going to get, no, I'm not saying that every trans person who wants access to a certain bathroom is doing so because they're a predator. Of course not. But when your rules or laws say that literally anyone can use whatever facilities they want with no restrictions, you have to realize that predators will take advantage of that. Guys, I don't have all the answers here. I'm just saying that if we're at a place now where we're talking about how men have periods and biological males are complaining that gynecologists won't see them and schoolgirls are crying because they no longer feel safe in their changing rooms, maybe just maybe, we've taken a wrong turn somewhere. That's pretty much all I have to say for now though, and as always, I would love to know what you all think. In your eyes, what does it mean to be a woman, and how do trans individuals fit in with that? And what should we do about the dreaded bathroom policy debate? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.